Welcome to Much More Muchier with Pup Duffy and Kara Lane, an Odd Imagination production. Hey guys, I am here with writer and director Wes Miller. We're going to be talking about Call Her King, which is a BET Presents film. It'll be available for streaming July 6th. It's, it's called Die Hard in a Courtroom, but it's deeper than that because as a viewer, I was in a position of, is it or isn't it? Did he or didn't he? And it was just so good. And I wanted to touch on very quickly, you and I had uh, spoken before about A Time to Die. That was uh, Matt Dillon, Bruce Willis, Mo Kareem. I'm going to go take that toy away. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Gianni Capaldi and Leon. And when we talked then, you have an incredible backstory. But your backstory is pretty incredible. You went the the college route. You went the technically corporate route. You were a lawyer, right? Yeah, and you got right. your life where you were like, I'm going to make films. If I don't do it now, I won't do it. And you kind of jumped off without a safety net somewhat. Mm-hmm. And you're making these incredible action films. Oliver King is intense. It is enjoyable. It's not too fast paced, which kind of frustrates me in action films because you feel like lost a little bit. Right. And you wrote it as well. Where did this idea come from? You know, um, I, so A, it comes from um, just thinking of like stories that we haven't seen on the screen um, that, that have universal themes even though they may have like, you know, a lot of minorities in the cast. Um, And, you know, um, yeah, I I think that's where it came from. And so essentially what happened was, is, um, you know, I took a meeting with BET and it's really with the BET Plus brand um, and BET, you know, I don't know exactly how they, you know, differentiate there, but, you know, starting on BET Plus and, you know, we were just talking about their audience and, and what they were looking for and what they needed. Um, and so I was like, okay, give me a couple of weeks to just like think of something that excites me because I can't really write it unless I get excited about it. Um, and then I don't know, I just started thinking about like, you know, using my legal background in a way that would uh, open up a story. Um, but also, I love the action genre. And so that's where it started. Um, and then after that, the, you know, I started with the main character, Jada King, and just thought about like the difficulty of being a judge and having to make tough decisions day in and day out. And what happens when a judge may get it wrong one time um, and how could that affect them in the future, um, their bias or non-bias. Um, and then, you know, we had, you know, Sean's character who, you know, represents like the every man who you know, could or could not be guilty. And like, how do we, how do we judge that? You know, just as, as an audience, us as a, you know, uh, citizen, how do we judge that? And so after just kind of like going through that, you know, it just kind of came, the scenario came and then just started writing and said, all right, what would the characters do in this situation? Um, if this was to happen, like, you know, and try to keep it as grounded and real and entertaining for the audience as possible. saying uh, to Jason earlier it's not a wild concept that a family member 
of a victim or even of the accused would cause a ruckus in a courtroom. It's not, you know, it's not unthinkable, but uh, Black Caesar takes it a little far. We'll say that. <laughs> but, but also, I love the fact that the film, it's not representation just for the sake of representation. This is people that are in the story telling the story. And that way, the story is truthful, is, is you know, forthcoming. It's it's the true it's the true not narrative but it's not as if someone else is telling your story i don't know how right. to say it. <laughs> yeah i get it um and and hopefully you know that's what i can help bring as a storyteller in a lot of these you know uh, because of my diverse background because of the things i've seen and uh, and witnessed you know when i practice law i actually represented people that i was firmly convinced were innocent and I represented some that I was firmly convinced were guilty. Um, ultimately, at the end of the day, it wasn't my job to make that decision, but judges had to make calls and juries had to make calls. And it's such a difficult responsibility. I do think like in that world, that responsibility gets, um, uh, we, we, we lose fact of that there's such a huge responsibility and we only criticize the decisions that they get wrong. Um, and I think there's a human behind every decision. So right. to that extent, you know, that's why I think, you know, Jada represents. Um, and of course, we have to dramatize it. Otherwise, you just watch a documentary. And um, um, but looking, you know, at the extreme representation of things that could happen, um, you know, hopefully entertains you and, and at least opens up your, you know, uh, psyche to, you know, be open to learning what these different characters may or may not, you know, go through. And uh, Naturi Naughton, who plays Judge King, she is incredible, first of all, but she has the most expressive face. Mm -hmm. And during the sentencing where she gives uh, Sean Samuels uh, the opportunity to speak mm -hmm. and he's speaking, you can see just in her, her facial expressions, you know, uh, conflict, uh, disbelief, belief. Right. It's mm -hmm. like incredibly expressive. And I wanted to just put that out there that she's incredible in this. And but it was also kind of brilliant as a writer on your part. If you could have had the old white judge, right, you could have. Mm -hmm. But this is someone who her possibly is having a conflict with what with the law, right, with the what's right and what's wrong. But also, this is my culture, you know. You know what I mean? I don't know yeah, how to say. No, you're saying it well. Um, so there are a few. So let's touch on a few pieces of that. One, Notori is absolutely amazing. Um, after our first meeting, I was 100 percent like convinced, like this is Jada King, um, and just pretty much gave the uh, order, like get her like let's like let's lock this in because because like she would just bring that element to the character that was just amazing that like you said um I, I feel like jada is very complex in her emotional and cultural juxtaposition of where she sits right now and um and when you start the show you don't really understand like you know, like what's really going on with her. And it just, you know, you later understand that. So she was really great in that way. Um, really uh, connected with the character. And like you said, her, her you know, her face is so co communicative of what's happening underneath. And she draws you in 
you know, just with, without saying a word, um, which is such a treat. Um, and then the second part of that, you know, um, we don't have many female-led action movies, and then you have even less African-American female-led action movies. Um, and then you combine that with the fact that the uh, individual that she's having to make a decision against uh, or for is African-American um, in a universal world, because the court generally, you know, is supposed to be blind. This lady, you know, justice is blind. Um, and so when you have this clash of, of emotional conflict and cultural conflict, I think it just adds a little layer of complexity that, that helps us when we're going through the action and we're not just watching people beat up people for the sake of it, um, but we're looking for uh, an emotional resolution to the conflict that we have. And, and, it, and it just helps the audience you know, ride that wave of, uh, of what's going on that day in that courtroom. And also kind of ride the wave of um, uncertainty as well, which is mm -hmm. it's delicious, it's delicious. But with all, with all that said, absolutely emotional, all of that stuff, those blood packets were popping. <laughs> they were popping. <laughs> do not, yeah. do not, do not be, uh, you know, do not, do not be believing that this is not an action flick because it freaking is. And yeah. even, even Judge King is in there kicking ass. So it was, it was just so well done. And speaking just real quickly about her complexity and the way she she is and the way she acts it's like it made me gasp softly like like because it was just like so well done so and I heard that she had a little secret while filming so that makes it even more incredible because she could have personally I know <laughs> she could have mm -hmm. been years <laughs> because yeah. you know but she had it such control mm -hmm. beautiful beautiful and, yeah yeah no, I was just gonna say, and you have an incredible lineup for this film. You have uh, Nicholas Turturro, you have uh, uh, Charles, I forgot his last name. Oh my God, Lance Gross, mm -hmm. uh, Charles Williams, and everybody down to the little hateful racist old dudes in the bathroom. Yeah. Which is a sign of their great acting because I hated them. You know, it's like, and, uh, and the police officer with the riot shield, it's just like it was also well done. I don't want to gush, but I'm going to. It was also well, well acted that it just made it that much more intense and enjoyable for me. And I know that's because you as a director, you allow your actors to kind of flesh out the roles. Mm -hmm. And like if they have, for instance, Jason, he's from New Orleans. He's got that cadence, that rhythm, you know, mm -hmm. if, if you're going to be like a rigid director, that's like, no say it like this it's going to sound stilted it's not going to you know what i mean right. so i think credit 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 to you as a director oh, as well yeah thank you yeah it's really important to me like I, I treat my actors are my collaborators um i can conceive the character of what an outline of the character may be i can give them dialogue that's consistent with the character that is created but the actors embody that they transform those words into like actual emotion and meaning and it would be silly of me to, like you said, uh, get in the way of that and, and, and remove that uh, connection that they have 
uh, where they become one with the character. So it's always important to me to like create that safe space so they can do that and understand that I'm going to let them do that. And I think the only thing is always for me is have to stay consistent with the character. As long as it's consistent with the character, like we're going to ride with it. And so um, I, it's such a wonderful process. And these actors, they all, they did, did such an amazing job, you know, I, like I'm so thankful. Right. You know, as long as, as Black Caesar doesn't all of a sudden have an Irish accent, you know, you're fine. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, and also, I wanted to touch on this and props to your uh, your costume designer. The suits. Mm-hmm. It was <laughs> so funny. And I love a classy villain. I don't know how, like, Leon to talk mm-hmm. about. And yeah. the where yeah. you almost, almost want to like him, right? right? Because he's horrible. You know, it's like, Oh no, he's fine. <laughs> he's, he's <laughs> and you did that uh, with the whole Black Caesar squad, and that was the other thing: women kicking ass. Mm-hmm. Like it was—I don't want to say unconventional. I think that's overused, but just like the steps that you took—not even risks—the steps that you took to make the film that was made it perfect. Yeah, thank you, and yeah, Siobhan, um um, I always mess up her last night. Emma Saul, um, she'll kill me if I mess it up. But mm-hmm. like, um, you know, her audition came in and I was just like, wow, that's our Salima. Um, and she did not disappoint. And I just, you know, with Notori being such a strong actor, um, she needed somebody strong. And uh, Siobhan like fit the bill. Um, it was, you know, I, I still get excited when I watched, you know, their their battle. Um, yeah, it's just really good. Yeah, they, they did such an amazing job. Like, it was funny because when we were sound mixing, um, no, doing ADR, um, the technician was like playing the clip to get ready for an actor. And that clip was going and like, it just kept going and going. He was like, it stopped. And it's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I just got caught up in the scene. And, you know, and I'm sorry, let me back up. And I was like, <laughs> Yeah, that's good because it is one of my favorite scenes. Um, and that's but... what you want a, a minor borderline obsession from your viewer to the film. You don't want it, you know, you know, remember what going to the movies, like the movie theater, mm-hmm. and you had to eat and you were like, no, no, no. Yeah, exactly. But you don't want to leave. Uh huh. That's what, yeah. And you know what? You can't go wrong. You know, she's going to be just a freaking badass with that hairdo because you're yeah. like, Oh, she's gonna kill. She's gonna kill me. No, <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, she was incredible. And you're right. And it's funny because, like, you expect as a viewer, you expect in a movie, oh, she's a female judge. Oh, there's a strong male character. Mm-hmm. Probably gonna beat her ass, right? I mean, that's right. just like what we've been conditioned to expect. Right. And it's oh, <laughs> no, it's gonna be two strong badasses fighting. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, I'm always cognizant of that because, you know, I was raised by my mother. Um, it was her and I um, growing up, and she was is like one of the strongest, you know, people I know. Um, and, you know, I'd never want to fall into any tropes where men have to either be the saviors, have to be the heroes, or, or have to be the winners. Um, 
and you know and that's and that was just really important um but then also you don't want to like succumb to create cliche events to avoid a trope so it's kind of like just trying to stay true to that story and in this story like you know I, I think you hit it you know with the suspense like did they didn't they who won who didn't win you know it's not just a battle of um physical prowess there's a battle of wits right. um and you know she's left well i'm gonna give the total away but like we we you know we um we get to see like who is and who isn't left standing at the end right absolutely yeah. And I love what you said, where it's like, we're not going to have a trope, but we also have, can't have a cliche. But because, but, listen, I'm five, six. I know that a man could probably beat my ass. I know. As tough as I think I am. We know. <laughs> but we don't need to necessarily see it on screen to be reminded of it. It's like, we know. But you, you, see, a, you see a couple young women fighting at a gas station. Yeah. <laughs> we know yeah. that, too. Yeah. You know, it's so funny, like when we were scouting, um, we shot this in New Jersey. I met this, um, the guy who plays the sensei at the beginning of the movie. Um, he's like 70 something years old, right? And we went into his dojo um, and he showed me a couple of techniques where he literally could take like two fingers and break my body down, be helpless. Um, and it, and it just reinforced for me that with proper training and like, that's why, you know, our character has a lot of that training, regardless of size, regardless of gender, there are equalizers, uh, that God made that like, if we learn them can disable, cause I've never had a 70 year old to make me drop to my knee. Um, granted he's a martial arts master, but like yeah he, he, he you can do it um so i really wanted to lean into that and, and you know we don't spend a lot of time on it but we understand like why she may have yeah why she's there and why she may have a certain ability to um fight through some of this stuff that you know all of us might otherwise you know succumb to i'm imagining you going into it thinking how how bad could this ah! <laughs> yeah no, oh, and uh, yeah, somebody took a video and I told him I better never ever see it <laughs> like anywhere. <laughs> oh, I saw it. Fine. <laughs> well, I just need to know, first of all, the sensei was 70 something years old. Mm-hmm. Holy crap. The way he kept saying, strike me, strike me. I was like, okay. <laughs> 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 yes, sir. You know, it's yeah. like a commanding presence and that he's not an actor. He's a sensei. Yeah, <laughs> he's a sensei. And, you know, I love just finding fresh faces, you know, who aren't necessarily trained actors and just giving them opportunity. Like he's been a teacher, you know, for like 30 years and it's been around the world. Um, you know, I just, it just felt like it would be wonderful to have like somebody real, you know, in that role. Um, but yeah, that guy's tough. Like he's, he's the real deal. Well, he brings the authenticity to it. Mm-hmm. It's not to be a martial arts expert i just need to know if he can teach me the two-finger technique for when my kids having a meltdown because i would be like (laughs) oh absolutely yeah (laughs) like literally yeah yeah uh, he'll he'll, he'll show you your your kids they'll they'll stay in line after that like yeah i don't know i i just it's impressive the amount of talent and 
untrained actor talent. I just, you bring the best shit to me. Do you know that? You make, <laughs> I mean, A Time to Die was, it was intense. And you had some amazing freaking actors. You had Bruce Willis. Mm-hmm. Hello. Mm-hmm. You had him who yeah. was a doctor. He would have been good on this set too. I'm just saying to have a doctor on set, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, you just, you work with the, some of the best people. And I think it's, it's freaking cool. It's just freaking cool. Thanks. You know. Yeah, I, I love it. Like, I'm so thankful and blessed. I just like, um, I don't know, like you said, like, I, yeah, it's hard to, you know, like be like, oh, this is my favorite or that was my favorite. It, you know, they're all special to me. Um, this cast was special. Um, I feel like, I do feel like you have people in this cast who assume roles that they aren't normally in and have the ability to show their range and their ability to transform into characters that you may not otherwise see them play. I think Lance was freaking amazing. Um, you know, he's normally the nice guy with a smile, which he kind of is here, but with a twist. Um, then you have Jason, who is uh, can just transform to any character um, and just brings the duality of like innocence and potential, like what's really happening underneath. Um, and he makes you want to hug him like you want to believe in him um and then again we talked about notori and and then even garrett the uh who played duke um and johnny medicine like you know the sheriff with the the shield and nick notori like he's just like just great like it was just a great experience working with these actors and um and yeah i'm really glad you responded to the movie you know we make these things and it's just like you make them for you guys, make them for the audience. And um, yeah, so now I'm about to put the baby in the world. <laughs> there you go, July 6th. Yeah. I, think it, I think it's just a testament to your writing and your directing, but specifically your writing, because this is, first, this is not necessarily the film route I would go down. If I'm on Amazon Prime searching for, I'm going to look for a horror or a sci fi first. But mm-hmm. you films that me as a viewer go, I fucking love this. You know what I mean? Because right. it's the story, not just the genre, if that makes right. sense. Well, that's awesome. I'm glad you shared that. Um, you know, with I, you know, I love action movies um, for a few reasons, but like it's that really pure like adrenaline rush that you can get. Um, shooting them is so much fun. Um, it's one of the purest expressions of cinema because it's all visual. I mean, there is definitely audio, uh, you know, experiences that are involved in that, but it's not like totally dependent on dialogue um, and dialogue can just kind of support that. Um, But at the end of the day, it's still about exploring characters. Um, And if you have those characters that you would love to just like sit down and talk to, even just to find out, all right, really, what were you thinking? Um, That's half the battle. And, you know, just, yeah, it's, you know, um, I was speaking with Jason and we were talking and it's just like, you know, we, you know, this is probably one of the best jobs in the world. Um, it is. And I'm just so thankful, like to have these opportunities, like speak with you and like, you know, work, make these things. And, uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm really thankful, really grateful. Well, I'm thankful to talk to you as well. And you're right. Uh, Jason 
Jason's character, you said, uh, makes you want to hug him. Made me want to hug him at a distance. Are you, aren't you, who are you? You know, yeah. <laughs> no, but he, uh, Sean's character, Sean Samuels, the character is levels. He's deep more than I think you would normally think at the outset of the film. It just many layered. It's really, really cool. Now he was saying that, um, this is not acting or filmmaking is not necessarily something in your culture that they're like, that you're encouraged to try to do. You're encouraged to be a baller or to be a rapper or performer. Mm -hmm. And he is really intent. And I know you are as well as changing that, changing that narrative to be like, you can do anything you want to do. It's not just a certain type of person that can, it's going to be work for anybody really, unless you're a, a Nepo baby, but it is something that you can do. And I think that was really cool. Yeah, you know, um, there are two pieces of that. One, you know, Jason has an organization called Dream Seekers where they encourage, you know, um, young people to get involved with the arts and the film. And we actually had, oh, I can't say that. Um, but we, uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, you know, encourage them to come to set, shadow, um, get that exposure. Um, and then on a project recently, um, I have a friend whose daughter called me. She graduated college and is just kind of at a crossroads. She felt like she might want to do something entertainment. And she was like, you know, do you have any advice? And I was like, all right, here's the advice. I'm going to shoot something. You can come in as a PA. Um, it's the hardest job on set, probably the most thankless job on set. Um, and you're either going to walk away firmly convinced, like you fall in love with it, or you're going to hate it. But no matter what, you can't quit. And she was like, okay, I won't. I promise I won't quit. Um, and this is, she still haven't had that experience. Both of her parents are attorneys. Um, and she's been encouraged to go that academic route, which is absolutely fine because we have to have it. Um, but if your heart isn't there, then you really should, you know, in this world, just kind of like, explored but she came in fell in love with the process realized she wants to like spend time in the production design world and uh and is already saying when are we shooting the next one um so being able to do that and pass this down to the next generation um it's just again so i'm just so thankful and so humbling and and just glad to be an instrument that can do that i was one percent expecting you to say she quit and went to law school <laughs> no, no she didn't I, I told her i was like you know because when i got on my first set i was like wow i was like okay and it was a very small movie very you know uh disorganized movie very scrappy but being on set was just like i don't know i just it was hard i was sleeping on somebody's couch in california this is after I've gone to law school and had like a successful practice and I'm just like sleeping on a couch, one bedroom. It was so funny, but like ultimately fell in love with it. And she did. She 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 didn't quit. She stuck it out. And, um, you know, I, I called her the the MVP of, of the production. Like she really just like, you know, was everywhere and doing everything. And yeah, it was just like, OK, all right. I was like, all right, we, we can still give back doing this. I definitely feel like the film industry, working in the film industry, 
is not it it's not something that anybody's like ambivalent about it's either yes or no oh <laughs> yeah you it's so hard that if you if you don't love it you're, you're out play. yeah <laughs> it's the the hours get become really tough um personalities can be difficult getting projects going being ready to work and the funding falls through and now you're without a job for the next three months um a strike happens and now you're out of a out, out of work and it's like and these are things outside of your control um so it's just like yeah you, you have to you have to want it want it and as for the strike i want to go on the record as saying i absolutely support the fact that writers should get paid what they deserve mm -hmm. but you're right there's things that happen and people don't get that i have so many actor friends they're like i've been out of work for three months i haven't mm -hmm. worked in you know, in film or on TV or whatever, I'm bartending, I'm busting tables. It's not, not all of it is that glamorous ah, Hollywood, right? right? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Of, yeah. I mean, some people have to be lawyers first, but you know, it happens. Yeah, it is. Well, what's coming up next for you? I know we're, this will be available for streaming July 6th, Call Her King. Is it just going to be on the BET Plus or is it going to be... Um, it's going to have a, a theatrical run for a couple of weeks. I don't know where the, uh, I don't have the cities on hand. Hopefully the publicist will, you know, send those out um, as soon as they're confirmed. Um, yeah. And then it's on BET plus, um, you know, you can sign up for free. You get a, a free, uh, uh, I think 30 days or seven, seven or 30 days. I can't remember. Um, check it out, check out the movie. And, um, and if you like the content, stay around. I know that BET plus is on a, uh, trajectory to provide like action thrillers and and that kind of thing um and this we're like i believe the first one that they've partnered with to give uh to produce like what we quote unquote they call you know elevated action thrillers um and i commend them for it because it is such a like great genre like i said you know universal genre that anybody can watch and everybody should watch um, but also just helps you see other people that may not look just like you and if color or religion, you know, whatever that it may be, um, in spaces that you normally don't get to see them. So, um, so I, I would love for people to just kind of come check us out, come to the theaters, check us out there, um, and wherever else the world, uh, they, they decide to put it out in the world. I'm stoked about a theatrical release because that should be, that should be seen on the big screen as well, honestly. Yeah, well, thanks. We, we kind of felt that way, but I think most filmmakers do. So I, you know, I try to be pragmatic and I think that's the lawyer in me. Um, yeah. It's like, you know, we understand the business, but when I go watch this movie on the big screen and like with the the 5.1 and the rumbling and the bass and the guns and the, and the performances and the faces, I'm like, this is one that I would escape, you know, go catch on a Friday night, you know, uh, get away for a little bit, you know. With the popcorn and the candy, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, just go enjoy it. Yeah. Um, so that's that. And then, um, you know, you kind of mentioned it. I just finished another project that I can't really talk about yet, but super excited about it. Um, work Will you come a, Oh, 100%. Probably be out in the spring if, if timing looks about right. Yeah, yeah it's, um, it's another action one. So you just you just finished filming? Filming? Yeah, oh, okay. I think literally last night, this morning, seven o'clock, we wrap. <laughs> the 
now you got all the the after work to do post production yeah the editing and and all of that good stuff um so we have that and a couple other things in the works that are, I'm you know going to look at towards the end of the year first of the next year but you know trying to stay busy listen and I think that's exciting that you were your film is the first uh, you know one of its kind with with the BET plus and I want people listening to know you can watch films on streaming services that aren't the same as you you know you can watch LG you can watch you know uh, a queer television streaming services you can watch people of colors it, you don't have to just stick to your Hulu okay yeah yeah um I I agree with that and you know, again, like I think like film gives us that ability to relate and understand or even even just open your empathetic waves to like consider. Um, and, you know, with without exposure, what do we really have, you know? Right. And if there's a if there's a construct that should unify people across the board, it should be film. It should be entertainment. Right. It should mm -hmm. be just this blind speaking of blind this blind adoration for the craft itself no matter what's going on who's starring yeah and, and hopefully one day you know we as a culture and uh as a country those lines become more and more blurred and i, I know they have um and hopefully they continue to blur and you know you have creatives that just continue to tell universal stories with diverse casts that can speak to the broad, you know, uh, community. It's like, but unfortunately, this country still has a good percentage of idiots, uh, you know, the that were crying about the Little Mermaid, and oh, it's going to flop, and oh, nobody's going to go see this. I don't know, eighty million the first weekend, you know, yeah. it doesn't matter. It's good. It's good entertainment. It's good film. Don't hate on it because you're prejudiced or you know, the person yeah. that person doesn't look like who cares she has red hair too big deal <laughs> it's like no yeah it's unfortunate like you said there's still a lot of pockets in this country that adhere to archaic and old beliefs and and i guess it's kind of part of human nature so like i guess there's always going to be that but i think the more we enlighten uh we keep pushing those people you know in the shadows and we just celebrate everybody um as much as possible you know that's that's the ultimate hope and wish well my opinion is if anybody is stupid and they don't watch this film because they're stupid then that's a major loss for them because color king is one of the best action films i've seen in a long time oh thank you for that oh thank you <laughs> and there weren't that many i don't think there were any explosions but you know there was no michael bay effects and it was kind of, it yeah. was still it was just it was too um but not like like not gratuitous like they 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 played where they needed to play um and this was i, I consider you know this is more of a hand in the hand you know action movie as opposed to uh you know trying to tear the world apart action movie but yeah, yeah. i mean i'm just gonna say this and then i'll stop gushing and we'll move on but the fact that four people walking silently down a hallway is intense you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. like this i shouldn't be nervous i shouldn't be my alert shouldn't be heightened they're just walking mm -hmm. granted they're walking, but you know still right. 
without, you know, all this other outside interference. It's just four people sneaking down a hallway and it's so nerve wracking. It's right. <laughs> yeah, so brilliant. So it, you know, don't be stupid. Go watch this film. It's one of the best. It's one of the best. Oh, Not awesome. mixed. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. You know I love you. Uh, and you can come back anytime. I want to hear about this one that's brought you to hell. I mean Florida. And <laughs> <laughs> And we'll talk about it. Can people follow you on uh, social media? Yeah, um, I'm not terribly active, but most active on Instagram at um, at I am Wes Miller, I A M W S M I W L E R, and um, yeah, that's that's where I'm most active. I gotta get better at it. I'm getting better at it, but yeah, I don't. Yeah, it's like I feel I only go on the social media. I was supposed to only go on the social media to like promote what I do. Right. And then I, so I don't know if you're bad or good for not doing it. <laughs> <laughs> Is there like a, a website that you have that people can check out future upcoming films and? No, I, I probably probably do any announcements like on on Instagram. Um, I still have a Facebook, but it's rarely used. Um, yeah, okay. IG is it? Yeah. All right. I am Wes Miller on Instagram. Call her King. Streaming July sixth. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you for having me. And I definitely will come back when, uh, when, when, when we're up again. Right. And drag. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Bring Jason with you. He's great. I will. <laughs> I know. I know. All right. Well, awesome. Thank you so much for having me. Good to see you again. Thank you. Bye. All right. Talk to you soon. This has been an Odd Imagination production. Here at Odd Imagination, you'll find book, film, television, and product reviews, as well as roundtable discussions, current events, and hot topics. We are advocates for equality and the freedom to be who you are, no matter what. Odd Imagination gets its name from autism and imagination, two things that are very important to us. If you would like more information on Odd Imagination and the podcasts that we host on our website, you can visit autimagination.org, A-U-T-I-M-A-G-I-N-A. T-I-O-N dot org.